Thanks, me, for that awesome intro. And now, this week, we will not be having Steve on the podcast for about two to three weeks. So, this week, we have a couple of the guys from Book It, the wrestling podcast, and Debatable at T13 Media. Uh, I'd like to introduce Travi T, Primetime Travi T. He is one of the co- or you're a co-host on both shows, right? I'm the I'm the uh, main attraction and they are co-hosts. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> and D Money Allen, who has been here before, Damone, thank you for joining us again. Uh, thank you for having me again. And he thinks that only in his own mind. <laughs> so, like I told you guys before we started recording, um, this podcast, Damone knows the drill. Travis, we talk about three news stories beforehand. Then we move on to the main event. Yep. And this week's main event is the Reign of Terror. I have two fans here of Triple H's who will defend everything he freaking does, no matter how stupid it is. And we are going to go through 2002 to 2005, right after the Hell in a Cell match with Batista in 2005. That's where it ends. So, Let me know when he does something stupid. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not only here to, de- to defend the um, Reign of Terror, I am here to tell you that the Reign of Terror doesn't exist. <laughs> well, we'll find out soon enough, won't we? And that's up to the fans, too. The fans also, you know, they have their own opinions. We can't, di- we can't disclose that. But our first news story of the week is Tony Khan says that Hulk Hogan and his ex-wife, I should say, not current wife, ex-wife, Linda Hogan, are banned from AEW events. I'm going to be honest, I didn't know I didn't know Hulk Hogan was already banned. Um, but fuck <laughs> them both. Good. I might actually watch AEW just solely because of that. <laughs> Unlikely, but maybe. So, I guess what happened today is Linda Hogan uh, said something about all the looting and everything that was going on in the world, and especially in America now, and he just posted a tweet saying, you've now joined your husband in being banned in all AEW shows. Congratulations. So, obviously I'm going to say that Hogan is banned because of the sex tape. Uh, well, what he said on the sex tape. Well, what he said on the sex tape, yeah, I should the, say, yes. Yeah. I don't think they care that he had a sex has, tape. Right. The sex tape itself is, like, no one gives a, a fuck about that part. It's the, what he said on the sex tape is the issue. Well, actually, the sex tape proves that steroids don't shrink your testicles. That's what that does. It... <laughs> I'm going to say I've never watched it and have zero interest in ever watching Hulk Hogan's <laughs> sex tape. Oh my god. We're starting off strong. Oh yeah, way strong. This is how the you're podcast really, is. You're lobbing me, me easy shots. I'm, I'm going to wait till I get a, get a fastball before I start yep. shots. Uh, just let I'm you know, Travis, that. your mic is... Uh... Acting stupid? Yeah, mic yeah, being stupid. Yeah. Is it better? Nope. Okay then. Now? Yeah. Yeah. Better. Bet. Okay. So yeah, and uh, uh, I don't know why she thinks she has any right to write on the looting. Did, did you guys see what the tweet was? 
Um, I did, I but I don't it. remember what it said. Okay, so here's what the tweet the tweet said: Watching the looting, it's all Afro Americans. Not sure how robbing and stealing set the record straight, but if they want to be heard, they need to be civiled, civilized. Yeah, fuck her, fuck Sonny's too. Fuck her, fuck Hogan, fuck Sonny. She's Jackson been on Riker. some bullshit too. And, Sonny! Oh, and fuck Jackson Riker too. Okay, now is Jackson Riker, Riker, is that... Well, who wouldn't fuck Sonny? Now, are, are we talking today's Sonny, or are we talking oh, like 1995 Sonny? I'm talking today. Well, 1995, I'm... I would be negative one. So... If you nineteen ninety five, I was a child, but if I was an adult back then, hell yeah. Now, as long as she doesn't talk, yes. She looked she when she got out of jail, like she looked rough for a couple of years, but then she got out of jail and she looks good again. Uh, I think it was DWI. Yeah, she got arrested for like her third DWI or something. Yeah, she kept getting DWIs. She's not the best at this. At life? Yeah, pretty much. If you watch her you shoot uh docu or her you shoot video though, that's funnier than hell. Alrighty then. But yeah, she's a terrible person. So fuck her, fuck Hogan, fuck yeah, Linda uh, Hogan, fuck them <laughs> all. I I guess I guess somebody that also is in that group between a lot of wrestling fans is Rebel uh Rebby Sky or Rebel Rebel Matt Hardy's wife. Rebby, yeah. Well, she. I know she's usually on some bullshit, but I don't know if she's on some bullshit about this stuff. All right, look. Not not this stuff, but about like uh, the oh, whole the Hannah the Hannah Kimura stuff. Who is Hannah um, Kimura? Uh, she. This was also something that this was part of my podcast last week. Glad you listen. Um, <laughs> No, um, Hannah Kimura uh, was a a shimmer, or uh, I'm sorry, don't hate me, fans. Stardom, uh, Japanese wrestler. Uh, she was only 22 oh, years yeah, of age. Okay, yeah, 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 I know who that is. I know who that is. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What she, what Rebby say about that? She was sympathetic towards that, but I guess in a previous life, uh, Rebby said something about the Ashley Mascaro. Suicide. Oh yeah, because she didn't fuck with Ashley because I think Ashley either fucked Matt Hardy or tried to fuck Matt Hardy or something like that. Or said something about Matt and Rebby. We all know Rebby. Rebby she stay one in the smoke. Alright, to to play <laughs> devil's advocate. Rebby is Rebby. Rebby is a thug on all levels. I'm afraid of Rebby. And I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> she she wants to smoke. She is waiting for anybody to test her gangster. She does not give a fuck. Right. And I respect the shit out of that, so. Uh, no, people were on, on Twitter like commenting to her saying, Well if you for if you, you know, apologize for Ashley's the Ashley tweet will let you talk about Hannah. And I'm like what the fuck, I'm not guys? Sure that's how that works. Yeah, it's like what? Like <laughs> it? It again? If you want to listen to the last week's podcast, guys, go ahead and listen to that. You'll hear my thoughts on all you know hardcore dumb fans. 
but, but uh, Rebby, Rebby does not care. She's ready to give everybody in the world the smoke. Right. Uh-oh. What happened? My Skype quit. So what okay. was that second topic? Hold on. <laughs> Cut. Okay. <laughs> what the hell happened there? I don't know. I don't know. I am so confused on what just happened. Okay. I'm going to put the Skype call on the other screen. That way I don't lose you guys again. Okay. Second topic is Kurt Angle on why he turned down WWE offer to manage Matt Riddle and if he will return to the ring again. Um, okay. Why did you're gonna have to inform me on why he re- didn't come back? Why he wouldn't manage Matt Riddle? Yeah, or at okay. least why he said he wouldn't. Yeah, I, so, I didn't have that that story before. Also, I think we might have a special guest wanting to pop in, Cody. Who's that? Hi, fi Mike. Is he willing to stay the whole podcast, or is it just a quick hi? I don't know what he wants to do. I mean, I'm more than welcome to add a fourth to this for a Triple H fest. <laughs> I don't even know if Mike would be on our side for this. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if Mike's a Triple H fan or not. To be honest with you. Well, here's here's the uh, here's the thing about Kurt Angle. He he doesn't elaborate on why he turned down the offer for the manager job, but he gives a, a reasoning of his whole bro gimmick thing works really well, and he's going to do extremely well. WWE has offered me a job to manage him. Unfortunately, I turned it down for a few different reasons, but I would love to manage him. It just wasn't the right time, he says. He also says that he has been too busy with his physical fit nutrition business and is actually happy to be released from COVID-19, you know, been released for the COVID-19 stuff. Uh, Has not ruled out a possible return to the ring. Oh, no. No, please don't, Kurt. Right, I'm good. I'm going to pass. How old is Kurt Angle? Pass. He's what, in his 50s? Almost 50. Or past 50, yeah, because Triple H is 51, I think. So he's, well, Kurt's younger than him. Is he? I, yeah. He's easily younger than him by three or four years. Mm. He doesn't look like it. Oh, God, no. Well, let's Triple also H doesn't look keep that in, great. Let's keep in mind, hey, don't talk about Triple H like that. Um, let's keep in mind, though, that he's 51. Keep in mind that Triple H didn't have the drug use that Kurt did. I was going to say, he didn't have the drug and the DUIs and the divorce. And, <laughs> you know. Actually, he's older. He's older than Triple H. Triple is H he really? is. He, yeah, he's 50. Kurt was born December 6, 1968. Triple H was born July 27, 1969. So he's actually older. Because you got to remember that Kurt was, like, Kurt showed up later, but Kurt had already competed in the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. Okay, so Kurt right now says, I'm almost 100%. I won't wrestle again, but I won't rule it out. Um, But this is probably the direction they would have gone as him managing Riddle and then a match with them somewhere down the line. No, I don't want to see that. Do you want to see that? I wouldn't mind seeing that. Kurt Angle versus Matt Riddle, two technicians. Well, I wouldn't call Matt Riddle a technician. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kurt Angle was about 10 years past his prime. No, I think as soon as he left TNA, that's what happened. As soon as he left TNA, 
all shit went downhill. You think he was in his prime at the end of TNA? At the end of his run TNA. No, I don't think he was at his prime anymore. I think he... I think at post main event mafia. Exactly, he started getting once into main drugs event, and alcohol. Yeah, yeah, once he was out of main event mafia, that's and Karen did her. Karen and Jeff did their bullshit. That's when his prime was over. But I disagree. I thought some of his better matches were after mafia. Mm. Also, I also have to admit that I wasn't watching TNA as hardcore after the main event mafia was over. Like I, I popped in and out for. I missed most of what the fuck was the biker gang? Aces and eights. Aces and eights. I missed most of aces and eights because I had stopped, pretty much stopped watching wrestling at that point. So like, but I don't remember him being that good post main event mafia. I stopped watching TNA when it was Nick Aldis versus Jeff Hardy for the TNA world title in a. Dixie World or a Dixie Rules match, Dixie Carter Rules match. It was some stupid ass, stupid ass match that they tried to promote and get rid of, and it just did not work. It, that was the week after AJ Styles left the company, so I was like, okay, done. That, that sounds was, terrible. Yeah, that was 2014. Okay, so he's six years removed from his prime, in your opinion? Yeah. Okay. So why do you want to see him? And, why do you want to see him and Matt Riddle, who I think Matt Riddle is trash? Because in my opinion, I think if Kurt Angle put his mind to it, that would be that would probably be his swung song match, not fucking Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin deserved that match. Get out of here. I John don't Cena deserved think... that match over Baron Corbin. No, he didn't. Because here's the reason why. Let me explain this to you. Your in mic's the wrestling doing the business, thing again. Can you hear me now? Nope. Doing it again. Good? Bad. Nope. Bad. I don't know what's going on with this piece of shit. Good? Nope. Good? Yes. Now don't okay. move. <laughs> um, here's the thing. When you go out as a top megastar of the business, one of the greatest to ever do it, you go out on your back to a newcomer. You don't put over another megastar. That's bullshit. Agreed. Like, put, my, John my Cena doesn't need the rub. Is... No, he didn't need the rub, but it would make the story full circle. We don't need the story to be full circle. Kurt, or Triple, or not Triple H, John Cena is already, like, a, he's arguably the greatest of all time. I'm not saying he is. I don't have him as the greatest of all time. But you, like, argued, you can make though. it, it can be argued. He doesn't need to complete a full circle story with Kurt Angle. Like, it's not necessary. I'd rather, like... Travis said, "If when you leave the business, if you're gonna, unless you like silently retire, which is what I think Triple H will do. Oh yeah. But if you're like announcing, hey, I'm retiring, most of the time, with few exceptions, you go out on your back to a younger guy, you give him the rub. The only like time I can honestly think of where there the two acceptable exceptions were Batista versus Triple H." And Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Okay, I'm taking out Batista versus Triple H. Batista should have put over somebody uh, younger. Uh, but I'll say I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll keep Ric Flair and I'll keep Flair and Shawn Michaels, and then I'll add Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. Okay, yeah, that's a good add. add. And both like, of those them were ruined by comebacks. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but, th- but hold on, Shawn only made one comeback appearance compared to Flair's 25. I don't care. If you say this is your last match, it's your last match. Unless you have, like, a good explanation, like, why they were allowed to come back. 
Because otherwise, what's the point of a retirement match? Like, you know, Mick Foley was really bad about that, too. Like, yeah. he was supposed to retire after Triple H beat him, and then and he was back, like, four weeks fault, later. That I know, wasn't, it wasn't his, his fault. fault. It's Vince McMahon begged him to come back. I understand. No, no, no. But... Vince didn't, well, okay, he did beg him to come back, but he also felt bad that he didn't have that WrestleMania moment, so he brought him back for 2000 to get that Mania moment. Which he didn't even win the match. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, he didn't even win the damn... He was third, second eliminated. Big Show was first. Big Show had no business being in that match. It was supposed to be Jericho. Jericho had no business being in that match either at that time. Uh, I'd have taken, I'd have taken Austin. I'd have taken Undertaker. I think okay, Austin, Austin was hurt. That's fine. I'm still. I'm just listening, people. Taker would have been good. Jericho. Taker. Taker was out with an injury. Oh, Taker was out too. Yeah. Okay, right, then I'm cool with Jericho. Yeah, Austin's out. Taker's out. Um, Rock was in. It was supposed to be Rock versus Triple H, but then they made it a fatal four way. And it was supposed to be Rock, Austin, Triple H, Jericho. And then Austin got hurt at Survivor. Well, Austin had to get his neck surgery after Survivor Series in 99. And then for some reason, Vince didn't want Jericho in the Fatal 4-Way, so he put Big Show and Mick Foley in there. Hot take. I like the Giant more than I like the Big Show. Hot take. Why? (laughs) I I like the Giant. I liked him with the long hair. I liked believing he was Andre the Giant's son. He was more athletic. I feel like he was more athletic and more. Te- he was more dominant. Like in, I know it's WCW, so, so Travis will say it's not canon. Um, but WCW is canon. Oh, okay. I I forget the rules sometimes. WCW's so he was more dominant. Part of in, WWE's programming. Um, I forget that, or yeah, I forget the rules sometimes. But anyway, um, Big Sh- or the Giant was way more dominant in WCW. That I feel like the Big Show ever was in WWE. Like I always feel like even when the Giant was or Big Show was supposed to be like this dominant monster, I never felt like he was a monster. You know why that is? He's goofy looking. No, because Big Show towards the beginning of his career, like he came in, he was cool, and then like the early two thousands had an attitude problem and refused to lose weight, refused to work out. Yeah, so they sent him down to OVW as punishment. And then, so that at at that point, they're like, "Fuck it!" Like, obviously, you don't care about your career, so why should we? So he came back in the 2002 Royal Rumble after he started to listen to them after like two years of being suspended, pretty much. And they took him to the same Duke program that Yokozuna and Vader did. Hey, everybody says happy birthday to Moon Pixie and Andrew did in this in the Twitch. I forgot oh, we had the Twitch open. Today's your today's your <laughs> birthday, Damone? No, my birthday's next Wednesday. <laughs> Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you anyway. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no interest in seeing uh, Kurt Angle Angle versus, yeah, no interest whatsoever. Okay, Okay. what if it, and hear me out, what if it was a submission match in the lion's den between Kurt Angle and Matt Riddle? That sounds even worse. And also, shout out to Pixie Ixie for following me on... Twitch, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I have zero interest in Kurt Angle wrestling ever again. Also, I don't know why Matt Riddle would be... I don't understand why Kurt Angle would be managing Matt Riddle other outside of they both are have, like, have a submission base. Right. And that's pretty much it. Because like, Matt Riddle's whole gimmick and everything does not scream all-American like Kurt Angle. You know what I would rather see? Oh, I would rather see Kurt Angle uh, manage Rusev as a heel. Kind of like how Davari managed him as a heel. Yeah, yeah. Like, have him turn against 
America and do all that stuff. Um, right. That would be a better storyline to me. Yeah, I can see I, that. Hell, I would have even I would even take Kurt Angle with Chad Gable over oh, him God, with. Yeah. You're right. That's with a good one. Matt Riddle. Well, they tried to. It, the it just seems thing, like there's no basis work. of Matt Riddle. Well, I I no no. I'm gonna say this hot take again. That actually wasn't that bad. It was getting better. He was getting a ton of heat. Yeah, he was, it was getting, getting better, better until he had a fucking neck injury to fucking end his career. What was it? Yeah, he got a he he, he um, got a severe neck injury and now he's like he's a. Who are we talking about? I missed Jason that. Jordan. Oh yeah, 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 I fucked with Jason Jordan. He, yeah, uh, he was starting to get like legit like heat by being so over the top, like obnoxiously, like the good guy. Right. But like in purposely. Okay. Yeah, well, I didn't think it. I didn't think it was working on my. I think it would have worked better with Chad Gable. My opinion. Oh, it probably would have, but. But uh, so last but not least, last headline is is that recent WWE plans for a Nexus return revealed. Okay. Nexus was supposed to come back WrestleMania, before the COVID happened. Why though? They, I guess there is there is supposed to be a huge storyline going on for the spring and the summer to try to keep people interested in television this year. But then COVID happened, and they just nixed the plans entirely. That's oh the ne- Nexus. Um, I don't I'm even not... know how you how you would even make that work. Or... Yeah. Like... <laughs> so here's here's all that was in the Nexus: Darren Young, Wade Barrett, Daniel Bryan, Ryback. Gabriel, Justin Gabriel, David Otunga, Heath Slater, and Michael Tarver. As so of what, three of them are, are under contract? Uh, <laughs> Daniel one, Bryan. One. David one, Otunga. I'm pretty sure David Otunga oh, is technically You're still right. employed. Otunga's like their fucking lawyer. Yeah, so they got um, Otunga, Daniel Bryan, and Heath Slater. Heath Slater's not employed anymore. He's released. But but at the time of WrestleMania 36, he was employed. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah, COVID hadn't happened. He might have still been employed. Uh, um, they would have brought back Darren Young. Ryback would not have came back. Does anyone really want Ryback back? I Fuck want Ryback no. back. Why? I loved Ryback. He Feed was Goldberg 2.0. More. He was Goldberg 2.0. Feed me more. I remember seeing him at the live show before he went on TV, and instantly everyone was started chanting Goldberg, mm-hmm. Goldberg. Which is shitty. Like the only similarity to him was that he was a muscle muscle head bald guy. Well, it didn't help that WWE immediately had him going on undefeated streak. Yeah, lean into the meme. Which, by the way, they fucked up that undefeated streak. But that's neither here nor there. Not the not the time for. Yeah, they did. They did fucking... fuck it up. He should have beat Punk for the title. Yeah. Correct. And then Rock should have beat him for the title. Rock should have beat Ryback for the title. Correct. Rock should have won the title regardless. But Ryback should have won the title from Punk to make him a star. Uh, and then going up against Rock would have given him that extra push and making him a main eventer. You know what? I don't hate that. I I'll hate let you, it because it means Ryback won something. Um. I I don't know. I would think that the the mania of that year should have been Punk versus Cena versus Rock. Uh, Rock. Honestly, I think it should have been Punk versus Cena, and Rock should have fucked off somewhere. Agreed. I'm not gonna lie to you on that one. If Rock wanted to have that match, have a match at Mania, he could have faced Undertaker. I, they should have just done Rock versus John Cena versus Punk. Um, Punk. And then let Punk have his main event. WrestleMania under his belt, and then see if he was worth something. And like either way, like you could have, like you could have had the Rock 
or you could have just still had Cena win the match. You could have had Cena pin the Rock. Punk stays. You keep the the heat you have on Punk as opposed to having him just. Did he? Is that the one where he faced the Undertaker? Yeah, that was twenty nine. Yeah. So instead of doing that one, even though we would have we would have missed out on um, CM Punk pouring out Paul Bearer's ashes. Right. Well, regardless of what would have happened in that match, Punk was gone after Mania. He had to go heel. Yeah. So. But as of as of thirty six, Justin Gabriel, who is now whatever the fuck his name is in Ring of Honor, um, he's, he's PJ he's, Black. Yeah, PJ Black. Thank you. He's contracted the Ring of Honor. Daniel Bryan's a babyface. He would never join back up with Nexus. Otunga had nothing better to do, so why not? Curtis Axel would be a great addition to that. He had nothing better to do. Heath Slater would do it. Uh, would anybody care for Marco- Michael Tarver to come back? No. Yeah, so there you go. We would have had <laughs> maybe Young, Barrett, Otunga, Heath, and Axel. That's five members. But they do what? Lose again, be the core and have no one care about you? Be the core nexus. <laughs> like, it's just not, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm good. I mean, I think it would have been interesting. It would have taken a lot to, like, make me care about a nexus reunion. Right. And I mean, they fucked that, uh, they fucked that up, too. And if you're gonna do the nexus reunion, I feel like you have to have... Daniel Bryan turn heel and be the leader. Like, it's the only way to do it and have people actually, like, give two shits. Daniel Bryan's on the verge of being uh, Big Show 2.0 with all these turns. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, too. Okay, so that's our thoughts on the news this week, guys. Um, before we get to the main event, uh, we have a special sponsorship from uh, for the podcast, Anchor.fm. The- Today's podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. Who doesn't want to who doesn't want to do stuff for free? The creation tools uh, that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. How simple is that? Can't do anything better than that. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means you can have zero listeners and still be able to try to make money. That is so cool. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the podcast. The main event general topic. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. We are now here for the main event of the night, the day, whenever you were listening to the podcast. We are going to be talking about 2002-2005 Triple H's reign on Raw as notably put by most wrestling fans, the reign of terror. These guys think it's like the reign of God. So No, you're, no don't misquote me. It's the reign of terrific. <laughs> the reign of terrific is quotely put it. You guys ready to defend this shit? Oh, I've been ready. I was born ready. September 2nd, 2002, he is awarded the championship. He has awarded the World Heavyweight Championship due to reasons that apparently the undisputed champion went to SmackDown. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, at the time, the undisputed champion defended on both shows. Brock Lesnar, because Brock Lesnar said, fuck that. 
um, went straight to SmackDown under was it Stephanie? Yeah, Stephanie was the GM. Was this? Yeah, it was Stephanie. It was Stephanie. He was, I was yeah, it was Stephanie. I was thinking it was either Stephanie or Paul, but it was Stephanie, Stephanie was, at the time. Stephanie was She's the GM, GM of SmackDown until Smackdown, May yeah. of two thousand three. Yeah, she was a GM. She offered him an exclusive contract. He signed the exclusive contract, so he became the exclusive champion of SmackDown. So Raw needed a champion. Who better than the number one fucking heel in the company? Also, also, he was the number one contender for the United States or the United States Championship, the the uh, undisputed, undisputed championship. Now, here's the thing. I'm a, you're right on that, Travis. But here's the backstory. This all happened the night after SummerSlam, where Brock won it. Yeah. So, not only did he only show up on Raw one fucking time as champion, as the Undisputed Champion, at the end of the night, he decides to go to SmackDown because Stephanie McMahon, quote-unquote, paid him more. Okay, cool. So, Triple H and Undertaker have a number one contenders match. Triple H wins after Brock Lesnar interferes. So, what naturally happens? Triple H is number one contender to a title of nothing, and The Undertaker goes to SmackDown and becomes number one contender to the WWE Championship. After he lost the one, con- the number one contender match on Raw. Yeah, they split the they split the true brand split. Now, I don't see what that has to do with Triple H, but continue. Also, I would like to throw something out here. Triple H wasn't the first person that was supposed to be awarded the World Heavyweight Title. Did really? You, anybody know this? Yeah. So it was originally supposed to be Rob Van Dam. Okay. Why? Why did he not get? Why did he why, not? Why was he? Oh, why was he supposed to be awarded it? What was the reasoning behind it? Because he was the um, hottest person from the invasion angle, and they figured they could um, basically just show that it's a new era and it's not whatever. But Vince didn't see Rob Van Dam as championship material and um, didn't like the marijuana usage and so on and so forth. Shocker and. Did looked at the raw roster, realized it was very, very depleted in terms of star power, <laughs> Duh. and went with the only true star they had. Oh, you're gonna notice that it got depleted because I'm gonna run down the matches from fucking 2002, and you're gonna see how many different people Triple H faced that were stupid matches. <laughs> and then you're gonna see why it wasn't the reign of terror; it was the reign of there's no competition. <laughs> it was the reign of who the fuck's gonna face Triple H. All right. No, granted okay, though, so... some of these matches, he, somebody could have won the world title and become a megastar overnight just by beating Triple H. That's not true. That's not true. You, okay, for, so you for... don't think there's no. only one? We'll get to it. It's the the one everyone won't shut the fuck up about. Um, we'll get to that one. Which, but that's which one the is only that? One I, that's well, the we'll only get there. One, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get it. That's the only one where I will agree could have become a bigger star, but long term it didn't hurt his career. And he doesn't care, right? So we'll okay. start off. So his first opponent, he gets the world title. His first opponent is Rob Van Dam. Wrong. Let's be honest, Rob Wrong. Van Dam should not be beating Triple H. First, opponent, first opponent, same night. First opponent, same night he's awarded the championship is Ric Flair because Ric Flair is still a face at the time of a com- in the company, and he wants to face Triple H for the title because he has to earn the right to be champion. Correct. Triple H beats okay. Ric Triple- Flair. As he should, because to be honest, what was Ric Flair like? Sixty-five when this <laughs> match happened. He was in he was his in late forties. 
What? He was definitely. He looked like he was in the sixties. Oh, he, he definitely looked like in his sixties. What? What? Oh, no, yeah, wait, do you have a date for this? Two thousand. So it's two thousand two. He retired in two thousand eight, and he was fifty six when he retired. So okay, so he's fifty. He's fifty during this match. Well, he looked about sixty. Yeah. And so after the match, was Rob, this was shape. September of. This is September of 02. Okay. September 2nd of 02. Now, this match was not the main event of the night. The main event of the night was Ric Flair and RVD versus Jericho and Triple H. So, both Rick and Triple H pulled double duty that night. Um, next week on Raw, he fought Spike Dudley. Okay. Okay. He won with a sleeper hold. Okay. Not the pedigree, okay. a fucking sleeper hold. Okay. Does he, does, he doesn't need a pedigree to finish Spike Dudley. He also was trying to get the sleeper hold as over as a finish. Well, he shouldn't have because the pedigree is his finish. The pe- pedigree will always and forever will be his finish. Hey, That's great. You gotta, you gotta try new things. The Undertaker like, has looking... 18 finishes, so right. let's chill out. Like, The Undertaker tried about 84 different moves as finishers. <laughs> Week after that, he faces Jeff Hardy for the title. Puts him in a sleeper hold again. Main event match. Like he said, trying to get the sleeper over as a finisher. Um, It didn't work. But right. you gotta try things. I so, would rather him use the Indian Deathlock as his submission finish, but it is what it is. Right. Uh, at Unforgiven, September 22nd, faces RVD for the world title. Ric Flair interferes, joins Triple H as his right-hand man. Okay. Night after. Planting the seats for Evolution. And he Planting, should be yeah. RVD. Right. Well, everybody thought that he, RVD should have won. I don't They're think wrong. RVD was ready for to be a world champion. Hold on. Especially with his... his Let me tell like, you why... Issues. He wasn't ready to be a champion when he became a world champion. And I'm not talking about ECW. That's not canon. <laughs> yes, it is. WWE owns it. It's not canon. Sideshows don't count. When okay, it was the third brand. Okay, I'm I'm saying in the 90s when Rob Van Dam was the ECW champion, that wasn't a world championship. That's what Rob I'm Van Dam was never ECW world champion until 2006 when it became the third brand. Even better. Cool. So when he won the WWE championship from John Cena... He wasn't ready to be a world champion. He wasn't I'll ready be to be a you, dual world champion at the time, and let alone one world champion. I don't think that Rob Van Dam, at this point in his career, is ready to be a world champion. Well, the week before, he lost the Intercontinental title to Jericho, and everybody thought, oh, our popular guy, RVD, going to win the world title. Also, let me explain to you why that. This is, what, three weeks into his reign? One, two, three, yeah. What does that oh, do for the title? Yeah. A brand new title gets passed it. around all the time. You know what that reminds me of? WCW 2000. Well, that too, but the Universal <laughs> title. The Universal title has had many less less hands on that title than fucking the WCW World Championship. My thing is, it's just long-term reigns build titles. That I understand, but everybody thought because of him losing the Intercontinental title the week before, he was going to get the World title the week the, the Sunday of. Well, they thought wrong. Right. And RVD, like you said, RVD was not ready. Like, and I agree. I don't think RVD is a world champion guy. He can't. Okay. He doesn't have good mic work. His, as innovative as everybody says his uh, in-ring work is, it doesn't work well as a main event match. Um, it's not something he can consistently do for 20, 25 minutes, five, six nights a week. Plus, you plus that's not even including like we said the marijuana use, especially at like that time. Like now, right. the marijuana use isn't that big of a deal, but back okay. then that wasn't gonna get, that wasn't flying. Okay, so the week after the tag match with Bubba Ray and RVD, 
Triple H faces Bubba Ray Dudley for the world title. Okay. Not main event. Hey, at least he's defending the title every week. Well, or not every week. It's like every other week or something like that. That's better he's than anything consistent. you get now. Yeah, he's consistently defending the title. But think about that. In 2002, Bubble Ray had a world title shot against Triple H. Yeah, that's great. He had he he is defending against all challengers. Okay, this one you guys might get a laugh at. October 7, 2002, the, re- the debut of Raw Roulette by Eric Bischoff. Triple okay. H versus D'Lo Brown in a blindfold match. Why do I feel like I kind of remember this match? <laughs> is, this, is this the one where Triple H like cheats and takes his blindfold off? I have no yes. idea. But this is also the most historic Raw because this starts the storyline of Katie Vick. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a shitty storyline, but Triple H didn't write the storyline. It's a horrible storyline. Triple H didn't write it, so I don't know why that matters. Yeah, well, it's a because... shitty storyline. And the storyline is very shitty, but I also... He's the heel, and he's supposed to be despicable. So him doing some despicable shit makes sense. He's oh, the la- necrophilia is making sense, huh? No, I'm not saying necrophilia is... Ma- <laughs> are supporting necrophilia. I'm just saying as the heel... as the Heels are supposed to be terrible people. As the terrible person, pretending to perform necrophilia makes sense. Triple H is the last true heel. MJF. Anyways. He's not um, a heel. Everybody cheers him. They're all – you saying that and that little like the, – the for lack of a better term, snarky tone where you're like, MJF. That shows exactly why he's not a good heel. Because if he was a good heel, you'd fucking hate him. But you don't. You like him. You're going to go and you're going to go retweet his stuff. And I'm using you as a broad stroke for all these fans out here. You're going to share his posts. He's going to flip you off and you're going to chant for him. Yeah, MJF, the salt of the earth. That's not a good heel. Okay, hold on. That's this This is where you're wrong. I don't do any of that. Actually, I do the opposite of that. I would boo him because he's being a good heel. And B... No other heel in wrestling in the modern wrestling companies now would flip off a fucking seven year old. That's great. That's that's fine. But a dude and his kid. I'll agree that's good heel work, but it doesn't make you a good heel. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like I said before, during my rant, I'm not referring to you specifically. I'm using right. you as a broad stroke to refer to wrestling fans all over the place. Here's right. the difference. Here's the difference. You may boo him. You may whatever you're going to do. You may hate him, whatever, kayfabe. Yeah. But no one was in on sitting on a podcast in 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005. Nobody was typing on their, their <laughs> blogs or their forums or whatever saying how great of a heel Triple H was. No, you're right because you they got Dave Meltzer him. and Brian Alvarez fucking – Newsletter writing, fucking, oh, Triple H is destroying new talent, Raw is so depleted, why can't they make better stars, blah, 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 blah. You got worked into a shoot, all of you. Oh, probably. And I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here of the, you know, the smart mark, like, why wouldn't Triple H do this? Why wouldn't Triple H do that? Why wouldn't? Yeah, why? yeah I agree. The, the Katie Vick, like I said, the Katie Vick storyline shitty, but Triple H, A, didn't write it, B, it's... It doesn't he make sense, to it. but the I, the idea of a lot you agree on a lot of shitty like a lot of storyline, and not every storyline is going to be gold. Also, Mark Henry gave his he was dating an old woman who gave birth to a hand. It's Kane also that's comedy. That was oh, yeah, gold. Also, I don't Kane, care who you are. Agree. Kane, Kane also, also agreed. So let's bury him like you're trying to bury Triple H. Well, with Kane, it's believable. 
He's a freak. Triple H is a terrible person. Of course, him bringing up that Triple H, that Kane killed, may have killed someone and then raped the body, that is a shitty thing to do. Triple H is a shitty human being in the storyline. Fine, fine. We'll, we'll just, we'll just, we'll compare it to apples and oranges is what we're doing here. Anyways, next week on Raw, he fights RVD in a Lumberjack match. Non-title. Main event. Defend, um, he's, yeah, he's, at least he's on Raw every week. Doing yeah. something. You can't, uh, you can't first. have main event, you can't have title shot after title shot. Right, which is fine, and I understand that. I mean, I don't know why he was doing it to begin with at the at the start of this fucking reign, but um, Triple H and Ric Flair versus Kane and RVD. Uh, this was the first loss of the reign, or the second loss of the reign. The first loss was when he won the t- or got awarded the title the same night in the tag match of the main event. This is the second loss, and it's only been three, four, five, six, seven, nine weeks in. So he's he's been he's being built as a strong champion, which is fine. And he's only losing in tag matches, so right. He's not the tag then, team champion for a reason, right? And he he goes on a three loss uh, three loss week streak here, loses the cane in the casket match due to Shawn Michaels chicanery, um, loses with Chris Jericho against Booker T and Kane. Triple H versus Booker T in the main event. He beat Booker T, and then. Survivor Series, first elimination chamber. Michaels walks out champion after five other guys get eliminated. It's down to Triple H and Michaels, and that was a bloody five minutes. That's a great match. Oh, yeah, so that's a, if, if, that's a wonderful match. You should Everybody should go watch that. But after that, uh, two, he takes two weeks off. He's not on the show. How and... dare he? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> he's selling the injuries of the, of the crushed lyrics. How dare he keep kayfabe alive? <laughs> and what do you mean selling the injuries? He had a crushed larynx. For real. Again, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. <laughs> plus, plus, Sean winning the title was a big moment. And if he was really just going to try to keep the title on himself, he could have just said, like, no, fuck that. I'm winning the Elimination Chamber. Especially since it was the first Elimination Chamber. And also, by the way, I'm pretty sure the Elimination Chamber is Triple H's idea. That's what people say, but I don't know if that's true or I've, not. I've also heard Jericho claim it. Yeah, I've heard Jericho, Jericho claim a bunch of shit. Jericho claims the money in the bank. I've never heard him claim the Elimination Chamber. Or maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. My thing is, I just... Triple H um, put somebody over and then went away for two weeks to let them have their moment to really sell it that they were this big thing. Right. Um, so I'm waiting for the terror. Well, hold on. Triple H then beats... RVD is with Michaels as special guest referee for number one contendership. Do you have how he won these matches? Um, most of them were clean pins, which is really ironic. Really? Okay. Because from what yeah. I was when I was doing my research, it was that he barely had any clean wins at all. They were almost always had some kind of heel shit going on. Nah, not not as not really. There not a lot of these. Uh, the RVD one that was a Ric Flair turn. Uh, casket match, he lost to Michaels due to storyline, pretty much. Uh, Triple H versus RVD, that was just a lumberjack bullshit. Keep going, keep going. I'll pull, yeah. I'll pull it up while you're, while you're doing it. And, um, Travis, have according to Wikipedia, you are correct. It, Triple H was the, Triple H was the inventor. That's what I thought. Nice. Uh, we got what week Triple H versus, uh, December 9th, 2002. Okay. Triple H versus Jeff Hardy. 
think that was a clean win. It doesn't say on I'm on cage profile DB and it doesn't say how he win types. Let's see this. Hmm. That doesn't tell you either. But it just says <laughs> defeated like it'll say pin, but that doesn't mean that he didn't hit him with a sledgehammer or Ric Flair right. didn't low blow them or something before right, that. Right. So I understand what you're saying. No, it just uh yeah, for what I was watching, because I'm just going straight to Triple H matches in, on the network, and I, that was my research and watching the ending of them to see how it was going. Most most of them were clean pins. I mean, either way, he's I mean, the world champion. So what what are we gonna do? Right. So well, no, not not right now. December ninth, he's not the world champion. He's top three in the company. What are we gonna do at this point? Yes. Well, <laughs> well okay. Who's who's full time in the company right now? At at this point, if you if you had the Try to remember. It's what? Taker, Triple H. Rock and Austin aren't back yet. Um, no, and they're part-time at that point. Shawn Michaels is, in my opinion, part-time. You can it, say it, he's full-time because he, he's there every he week starts, for TV. When he starts this, when he starts this, part-time. But once he once WrestleMania 19 hits... I see, he, you um, and I are defining it two different ways. That, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, Benoit... Um, Jericho. It, if you're trying to say Benoit Kurt. in 2002 was on the same level as Triple H, get the fuck out of, off this podcast right now, to them. <laughs> hey, hey, Good that's night. my area. I I can only tell him to get off if I want to, and I <laughs> agree with Travis. What the hell? Why would you think Chris Benoit was with 2002? No, I'm just, I'm just listing people who are on the roster. Um, okay, um, so really, it's, it's the top four probably Taker. I'm not Taker say Triple Sean, H. Sean. And Brock, top three. Kurt Angle. I'd say, okay, so Taker, Triple H, Kurt Angle, and Taker. And Lesnar. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Taker and Kurt are, I think Taker and Kurt are both on All SmackDown three of those people are on SmackDown. T- yeah. Taker, Brock, and Kurt are on SmackDown. Triple H is on Raw. Yeah, really rough shot, as he should have. Okay, so <laughs> he loses the title in the Elimination Chamber. Then yep. him and Sean start to, like, they continue their feud. Which was a yeah. hell of is my favorite feud of all time. So the three we're, stages um, of hell. We're Armageddon. Yeah. Yep. yep Armageddon. Armageddon three, three stages, stages of hell. Of hell. Um, now, do you okay? Should have Triple H won that match, or should have yes. Michaels carried it on a little bit more? No, Triple H. Should well, what I remember, match. Shawn Michaels didn't want to um, carry it on anymore. Okay. That's what I remember. Is from it, it, yeah, it, I remember it, Shawn it, saying that he wasn't he didn't want to be a full time champion. Okay, well it just it, it just brings back to your point how you like well if if he loses it a month later what's that do to the title? Triple H had it till November. That's if, only two months. Yeah, 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 I get this. So if he if the point of the title is that they are going to make Triple H a long term champion and he has a couple of fluke losses here and there, cool. But his fluke losses are to like a. A guy who could have already been in the Hall of Fame, Shawn Michaels. Exactly. So, but and here's who my, is his bitter rival. My next point is, okay, if we go, if we go, Triple H wins the mat, wins it, wins it three weeks later. RVD wins the title, and then four weeks later, Booker T wins the title, and then five weeks later, Triple H wins it back, and then two weeks later, Shawn Michaels wins it, and then a week later, so and so went. Like that's what the issue is. Okay, so your issue is is the hot potatoing that WCW yeah. did in two thousand. Not the so Michaels lost it a month after holding it, but great, honestly so because he was at this point quote unquote a part timer. Yes. Okay. So after that, not on the show. Uh, the week after that, has an arm wrestling match with Scott Steiner. Bet I'm with it. It was it was that was the worst five minutes I ever watched. Um, Scott was went, over at, at the time. At, at what time? When was he over? Scott was over at the time. People liked Scott Steiner. Despite I'm... all the craziness, 
Scott Steiner, like if you go back and watch when he re- when he debuted again, it, well, yeah, re-debuted in WWE, he got a big pop. I was in Survivor Series fan. 2002 at Madison Square Garden, where all the smart marks are. A pop yeah. is a pop, man. I don't know what to tell you. If you get it's a like pop, if, yeah, it's like saying it's like okay, it's like saying that CM Punk getting pops in Chicago don't count. He's got you there, kid. You just know they're going to be louder, is what I'm saying. Doesn't matter. But my thing is with Scott Steiner was is that he the only time he was over with me was Sacrifice 2008. <laughs> that promo when he's like trying to do the math equation with Petey Williams by his side. Holy shit, that was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. So the next week after the arm wrestling contest, they do a pose down, which again boggles my mind why they're doing this shit. It was a trap. It's it's a good story. You can't just wrestle every night. Also, the whole thing was supposed to be that Triple H was trying to prove that he was better at everything than um, Scott. Scott, right. and he was jealous of Scott because Scott has an amazing body. Whether it's yeah. organic or not hey. is questionable, but... Um, Triple H probably wasn't organic either at that point, so... <laughs> From that post down? Holy shit. That, that, that did not look organic at all. Not as bad as the genetic freak, but damn. Um, um, then they try to do a, a, bre- a bench press challenge after that. He refuses to do that because he doesn't need to prove that to Steiner, apparently. That's heel shit. That's good heel shit. Right, and I'm, I'm okay with that one. But it's just like, again, smart marks. Well, why couldn't he just do the bench press and then do a comedy angle where the the... Where Scott Steiner bench presses more than him, and when he tries to do the more, it goes on his neck. I'm going to be honest with you. Plus, Triple H, at this point, wasn't doing comedy shit. Yeah, also, smart marks are sounding real stupid. Well, thank you. That's what they are. (laughs) All Um, right. So, Royal Rumble 2003 uh, faces Steiner for the title. He lost by DQ because he throws the sledgehammer in Earl Hebner's face. Um, week after that, it's a promo. Week after that, it's Batista and Triple H versus RVD and Kane in the main event. February 3rd of 03, he starts Evolution. Uh, February 10th, he's not on the show. February 17th, it's Steiner and Booker T versus Triple H and Batista. He lost the match. Um, February 23rd, No Way Out 2003. Er, yeah, No Way Out 2003. Steiner versus Triple H. Triple H beat him for the world title due to chicanery with Evolution. This is at what? Uh, February 23rd, 03. Okay. You said who won? Triple H won that in No Way Out. It was for the world title. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I thought you just said that Scott Steiner won, but no, it was by DQ. Triple H won. I'm like, that's not... Oh, no. Scott Steiner won the Royal at the Royal yeah, Rumble yeah, yeah, yeah. by DQ. Right, right. Uh, next week was on the show. Um, and then the week after that was the start of the Booker T-Triple H feud. And... Do you guys want to go into that? I can I can skip those matches because they're not all that good. I uh, we can skip. I mean the week to week stuff overall. I don't really care about. I think that broad well, strokes like, with the thing. I get what yeah. you're doing. Um, my thing is so you want to talk about the Booker T angle in general? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, right now because the two the two matches till the like the actually start of the Booker T angle was Maven versus Triple H and Goldust versus Triple H. It's like eh. Who cares? Yeah, Maven was a rookie from Tough Enough, and he was trying to get over. 
Was um, he a rookie at that point? I feel like he's like three years into his thing. No, uh, 2002 was his, the Royal Rumble 2003 was his debut after the win on Tough Enough. He was the first season winner, I believe, too. Huh. Um, then the week before WrestleMania 19, Triple H and Ric Flair versus Booker T and Goldust. And then we go to the world title match at WrestleMania 19. So, is this the one you guys talking about saying, hey, uh, this he should have won? Yeah, this is the only one I'll give you where I can, uh, I can admit that Booker T probably should have won the match. Hold on one second. I would like to just point this out. Maven made his in-ring debut on SmackDown on October 4th, 2002. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, or 2000, big... October 4th, 2001, I'm sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so then he did his Royal Rumble debut in 2002 when he eliminated Undertaker. So by 2003, he was already two years into his yeah, run. Yeah, he was already two years in. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know he stayed till 2005. Oh, yeah, he was a, he was a mainstay for a while. That's fucking weird. Did it, no one really cared. <laughs> About him. His, his highlight is being hardcore champion. Yeah. In eliminating Taker from the Rumble. The Royal Rumble. But then yeah. getting massacred. Getting his ass beat. <laughs> so, the Booker T um, angle. Obviously, Damone, I would think you would have some sort of issue with this angle. Why? Why Damone? <laughs> I'm trying to be so sensitive at this are point, you saying, Are you saying people like him no, wouldn't Travis, like this angle? That's not exactly what I'm saying, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, you I was suck. be honest, I was not really in the Booker. I didn't care for Booker T until he became King Booker. So at That's the time, fair. I was all I was fine with Triple H winning. Also, at the time, I wasn't watching pay per views, so I didn't really get to see the fi- like the ending of it until I was an adult. Okay, so let me tell you this. Did Triple go. H go too far? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is that a bad thing? No. Bullshit. He is a heel. Heels can do no wrong short of killing someone in the ring. Uh, actually, if they do kill somebody in the ring, they will actually get worse. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> he said you shouldn't nothing's kill off limits. Nothing's off limits except killing somebody. Yet WWE's done that seven times? Eight times? They've killed somebody in the ring eight times. Not in the ring, but Shane tried killing Kane in a limo. Shane Kane oh, tried I killing guess. Shane in a dumpster fire. I thought you meant in like legitimately. Yeah, we're talking about, like legitimately kill someone. Yeah, I'm like, not you saying. Kayfabe, <laughs> yeah, you yeah you can like kayfabe try and kill someone. Okay. Like Seth Rollins told Edge like him when he was gonna um, curb stomp Edge, he yeah. said I'm gonna kill his ass anyway. So I'm okay with that, and that's some hill shit, and I'm good with that. But yeah, I also I do agree with the. Him saying all the things he said, for him being the heel who you're supposed to hate, it makes sense he would say those those things. Do I agree with the finish? I'm okay, I was okay with Triple H winning because personally, I don't think Booker T at that point was ready to carry to be the world champion. I could be wrong, but and I I, I could, could be easily convinced that he should have won the match too. But especially storyline wise, the issue I see most people having with. Is that Triple H took so long to pin him? Yeah, it took that him thirty city. seconds. It was twenty-three. Whatever. It's the fact that he took longer than five seconds after a pedigree to fucking get him. What? Get the fuck out of here. Which I understand that argument that you're quote unquote how come he didn't kick out at that point because it'd been so long. In theory, uh-huh. he should have kicked out. But also, the pedigree's been built up to this point 
to be so dev is super devastating. So theoretically, you could make the argument that Booker T was knocked out unconscious. So he, even if it'd been thirty seconds, he would still be unable to kick out. Okay, I could understand that if the match went thirty minutes. The match went maybe fifteen, maybe eighteen. After a pedigree, after an eighteen-minute match, I think Booker T would have been able to kick out at two and three quarter. Also, but also you got to remember that kickouts, kicking out of finishers back then was way more or way less common than it is now. Like you right. pretty much like if you got F five, you weren't kicking. I guess the F five still that way. But like if you got pedigreed nine times out of ten, you're not kicking out. If you get hit with the super kick, you're done. Right. If you get hit with the finisher back then. Nine times out of ten, you're not kicking out. Okay. I can, okay, I guess I can understand that. Back then, finishers weren't really easily kicked out of. Okay. But that, that's the one I will say where I understand the argument for Booker T winning, though. Right. Um, I'm going to skip over some of the matches here. Goes on somewhat of a win-lose streak here. Uh, Kevin Nash is his next opponent. Or actually, no, the next pay-per-view match is... Triple H, Y2J, and Ric Flair versus HBK, Kevin Nash, and Booker T. Kevin Nash returns three weeks ago before this match. Uh, doesn't like that the Triple H. And... What? When Kevin Nash came back to save Shawn Michaels to stop them from fighting, and he wanted everybody to be friends again. Yeah. I fucked and how with Triple that. H made a decision for him. Yeah, I fucked with that. Don't okay. be friends with. Life lesson don't be friends with Triple H. Or Shawn Michaels. Uh, Shawn, for the most part, except for the one time, Shawn, for the most part, was, I guess, twice, because I guess he turned on Diesel. Or no, Diesel turned on him and went face. So, turns on yeah, Marginetti, turns on Marginetti. Diesel, turns on Hulk Hogan, turns on John Hulk Cena, Hogan. turns on, what were the others? Um, I guess Austin, technically. Yeah, turns on Austin, you know. He's not as bad as Triple H, though, because most of those I wouldn't consider, like, where you would say he was there, except for Janetti. I would have considered Janetti and Diesel. Diesel. But I feel like Diesel was more Diesel turned on Sean. But I also could be misremembering that. If you look at Triple H, it was Triple H turned on China. Triple H turned on... DX. All of DX. Well, okay. Yeah, but then he got friends again. Then he turned on again. That one's confusing. Then he turned on again. Shawn Michaels Um, a few times. Turned on Shawn Michaels multiple times. Once, twice. When he when Shawn Michaels retired, Triple H turned on him and said that he couldn't get the job done. Blah 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 blah. All this other bullshit. He didn't At physically 14? turn on him. Yeah, when the next night when he started the DX Army, he brought Shawn Waltman out. Oh yeah, he he buries Shawn Michaels yeah. in that promo. He says that he had to take the ball because Shawn Michaels dropped it. Okay, fair. I'll take that one. Um, he turned on him. He turned on Stephanie technically, but he was the face in that one. Uh, it doesn't matter. He still turned. He turned yeah. on Randy, Batista, He's and true. Ric Flair. Okay, so Triple H is a bag. Okay, you guys, you made your point. You yeah, don't be friends point. with him. He's going to turn on you. Jesus Christ. Uh, after that match, uh, Judgment Day, 2003, Kevin Nash versus Triple H, world title. He lost to Kevin Nash by DQ because another bullshit fucking finish with the sledgehammer. Which makes sense. He's the heel trying to keep his championship. Right. And then they try to start doing a Ric Flair face turn the night after. Austin comes out as the co-general manager, tells Triple H to face any former world champion, and you have to put the title on the line tonight. Yeah, because he obviously picked Ric Flair, Mm because Flair is his friend, and he thought Flair would just lay down. 
lay down. Yeah. Which Slayer refused. The they beat the hell out of each other. Um, and then the <laughs> they didn't even let that simmer. They didn't even let that face turn simmer. Next week, Flick, Ric Flair turns on Shawn Michaels in a handicap match and fucking low blows him and starts fucking beating his ass. <laughs> Yeah, because he knows where his butter's bread. His bread is yeah, buttered. He, he knows where his bread is buttered. Then week after that, Evolution back three strong now because Orton comes back from an injury. And then where is it? There it is. Then at oh what was it? Bad Blood two thousand three. Triple H versus Nash Hell in the Cell with Mick Foley as a special guest referee. At this point, did you think Nash should have won the title? Because now Triple H has no. had the title since December. No, Good. no, Kevin Nash in two thousand and three should not have been anywhere. Should not have had the world championship. Okay, when so Kevin right Nash now, once he left, once Kevin Nash left WCW, that was pretty much it as him being a good main eventer, and that's okay. even pushing it. So he puts the title on three weeks in a row. It was Nash and Hell in a Cell. Uh, well, actually, not three weeks in a row. The f- week after that was promo, or the night after that was a promo. And then the week after that, it's two championship matches in a row. Him versus Kane with the mask on the line where Kane demasks himself in Madison Square Garden. And then faces RVD when Bischoff decides to just change the rules on the whole fucking thing. Um, and then he just, for whatever reason, I think this is when he had his groin injury. From July 7th to SummerSlam, August 24th in 2003, he is not on the show. Like, he, he's either in a backstage, like, promo or not in a match or just not on the show, period. From when was it? From July July 7th to August 24th. He the belt this time. What was that, Travis? He had the belt at this time? Yes, he, he was still champion. That's over a 30 days. Wait, 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 wait. Or, You're no, saying that back. that's not he true. Have, he had one match July 14th with Evolution versus the Dudleys. Yeah. But still, that's one match out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, almost eight weeks. Okay. And Who am I supposed not, to be mad at here? Am I supposed to be mad at Triple H or WWE? Does not defend the title for 30 days. So he should have been let's, stripped, correct? Let's be honest. They never follow that rule. Uh, Sami Zayn... Edge. Okay, listen, listen. The reason they follow that, the reason that rule's in place is so when injuries happen and so on and so forth, they're able to they get the title off guys. Yeah, they and they an use excuse. it when it's convenient for themselves. So stop dropping all the names that, oh, they did this, but you don't, conveniently but don't I'm drop sure, all the other times. Yeah, I'm sure if you went through, like, the list of all the champions, there's probably been times where the champion did not defend for over, especially, <laughs> like, especially when, especially during SummerSlam season. Because if you think about it, the the super the pay per view before you might you win the title or you defend the title, you're gonna go in the Survivor Series. You're not most of the time you're not gonna be doing defending your title. You're gonna be doing champion versus champion, and then you're not gonna defend your title till the next pay per view. So that's at least almost sixty days. Yep. Between championship defenses. Also, who am I supposed to be mad at? Triple H or WWE? Well. That's a good question. I don't even know how how I could respond to that. I think you should be mad at WWE for not stripping him of the belt because they weren't following their. That's own my rule. point. We're here to talk. We're, I'm here to defend Triple H and defend Triple H in the reign of terror, as everybody okay. wants to call it. That so, doesn't count. That's not that's not Triple H's fault. Okay. So what about the Elimination Chamber match where Goldberg went on the fucking tear and then one sledgehammer shot and he fucking wins? 
Now, I know the reasoning behind why this happened, but every smart mark will go, Goldberg still should have won. What's the reasoning? I've heard I've heard a few different reasons, so. Uh, a, either a, a press conference or a fucking, like, meet and greet. Goldberg was a prick and was just unprofessional. So he was, he, I guess he was slated to win the Elimination Chamber, just go on a tear like Shayna Baszler did. But they just let Triple H do one sledgehammer shot to the fucking dome. Let me hit you in the head with a sledgehammer or the shoulder. See if that's not enough to take you out. It's Goldberg. He hits himself in the face with a door before he fucking goes out to the ring. Let me hit you with a regular hammer and see if that's not enough to take you out. I don't think it would take Goldberg out. I think it would just piss him off. Well, yeah, but you're not Goldberg, so I'm, I'm scaling down for you. Goldberg gets taken out by the sledgehammer. You get taken out by a regular hammer. Scaled down. But also, the reason that I heard most consistently cause during my research of, of this time of why Goldberg didn't win is Triple H injured himself, could not go on the Australian tour that they were supposed to go on. Yeah, was Goldberg was slated to win. This was before the this match happened. Um Goldberg was slated to win, and Vince asked Goldberg to um, take the spot of Triple H on the tour, and Goldberg said, no, I'm not doing that tour. And so Vince said, okay, then you're not winning the world title. Okay, so it was like a, so it was still backstage politics. I mean, it was insubordination, in my opinion. There's a lot of people that do insubordination. They don't get yelled at. Or, I mean. Hey, they'll be insubordinate. Yeah. If he just, if he'd said, okay, I'll do the tour, he would have won the world championship. Also, another hot take: Goldberg was only ever good once. I like WCW. Goldberg. That's what you're saying. WC his WCW run. Yes, his WCW the original run. WCW the original, run. yeah, the original undefeated streak. He was up good the there taser. up until the Taser. Once the Taser happened, he was exposed as not being really that good, and it was never able to get the momentum again. Okay. It also, also. Like Travis said, getting hit in the head with a fucking sledgehammer is still gonna is gonna That's take murder. out. Yeah, I, if if I attempt to hit someone with a sledgehammer right now, I don't care if it's the world's largest man, he's going down. Okay. The human skull is not that thick. Well, his skull's fucking thick. Um, September twenty first would have been Unforgiven. Where Goldberg won the world title from Triple H. So it took him from December 9th of 03 to September 20... Or no, December 9th of 02 to September 21st of 03 to fucking lose the title. I've yet to hear a person who definitively should have taken it off of him. Thank you. Goldberg at SummerSlam. Why? Well, the way that he was built through that match. If he was built differently in that match, I think everybody would have had a different opinion. But he also, got hit with a sledgehammer. Yeah, it's not like it's okay. It's not like he just hit him with a pedigree and wood. He hit him with a freaking weapon. Right, but it's like no. I'm talking about how the way that he was built through that match. Goldberg literally eliminated Orton, HBK, Jericho, and Nash. He still looks One super right strong because it, yeah, he eliminated the entire. Everyone in the field except for Triple H, and the only reason Triple H won is because he used a, a literal weapon. Uh, other person? Did he? Uh, hand, did he use handcuffs too? Is that? Am I remember no, that where they handcuffed no, him? They might have handcuffed him after the match. I think they handcuffed him to the cell after and like beat yeah. the piss out of him. Um, Booker T was another candidate. He could have won it. 
Especially the way that story was built. Sure, okay, but well, also Booker T doesn't care about that match. Booker right, T so said that's one of his. Hold on, Demon. Hold on one second. Right. Booker T says that's one of his favorite matches. He did not care that he lost, and he never did care. He felt like he went out there and they put on a show and they told the right story. Those are his words. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm just so, saying you got, you, he doesn't you care. Why the fuck does everybody else? Also, because let's be honest. It, I guess even if the he story won the, was. even if he won the title, he's not keeping it for very long. Oh no, I I would have seen him lose it the and and if, as long as he won the title and lost it at Backlash, I was fine with that. I would have been fine with that. It's just the fact that the way that they told the story about this rags the riches story, and he lost well, the match sometimes... when he's supposed to get the riches. Sometimes you don't get the riches, man. Sometimes you climb and you climb and you get knocked back down. I mean, the Hell in a Cell match with Kevin Nash, they could have gave it to Kevin Nash for a month. No. Kevin Nash could barely walk him. at this at give that it, point. Well, give it to him till well, he was a part of Elimination Chamber too, so if you gave it to him until the chamber and then let Goldberg or Triple H get it back and then let Goldberg win it from Triple H. Like but none of no, these people like wait, 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 wait. The problem with what you just said is Kevin Nash beats Triple H Goldberg beats Kevin Nash, then everybody says, "Oh, well, Triple H wouldn't put over Goldberg. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do that." And then Triple H wins the title. Oh, he just wanted to bury him. That's why he let his friend beat him for the title, and then he got to take the title off of him. Notice how that's what would have been said for Triple H, but when Austin did the exact same thing to Triple H, nobody said a thing. Yeah. Welcome to irony. <laughs> Granted, I agree with you. That is that would be bullshit. But I'm saying like it. That's how these. That's how smart marks could look at it. Like, give it to Nash, give it to Booker T, give it to anybody because they didn't want to see Triple H with the world title from December fifteenth to not even a year, bro. September twenty first. That's still. That's almost a year. You're you're that's nine like, months in. You realize, like, at one point, Hulk Hogan had the title for like four straight years. Yeah. Yeah. But that was also not on a weekly basis. They were still doing. Doesn't matter. Uh, but he still held the once a month show holding the title for that long. Also, that's how you build long reigns. Also, like I said, at this that's... point, Kevin Nash, or, or that's how you build up the championship, and you build up. At this point, Triple H is the number one heel. The, and let's be honest. Triple H is the, number one. Yes. Because the World Heavyweight Championship was more prestigious than the WWE Championship. Also, keep in mind that. Heel champions typically are way better than face champions. Yep. Um. Then he loses it. I don't know how to put that. When was the last great face champion? You guys are going to hate my opinion. Say it. And I know this for a fact. It's Cena. I like Cena. Yeah, I like Cena too. Why are we going to hate it? But I disagree. I I thought you would. Oh, see, there you go. Okay, so you disagree with me. That's fine too. I disagree. I think the last good face champion probably like, like probably was Austin. Wait, I would say Daniel Bryan. I know his title reign sucks. Well, again, you're right. His his title win was great. His run was bad. That's the his issue. That's the issue. That's the issue. That good. most of the time their their win is great, but then their reign sucks because there's no resistance anymore. The face needs that resistance. They need to be climbing. But once you reach the mountain top. If you hear the face, it's like okay, you're you finally did it. Now what? And there's no, there is no now what. Okay, so you're saying like the last good face champion that had a good run with the belt was like Austin or Rock. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think Cena had some decent runs with the title as a face. Uh... Especially that year long championship run from 2006 to 2007. I don't know, man. I feel I... like he's. 
I'm going to be honest, I didn't become a Cena fan until his later Same. career. Same. I was a Cena fan from 04 or 03 to current. Right? Okay, I shouldn't exactly say that. So, I liked him when he was the Doctor of Thugonomics up until Chain Gang. And then the Chain Gang is when I started to fall off and not like him anymore. Then he started feuding with, like, Umaga and Lashley. And I'm yeah. like, this is not good. And he kept the title and kept winning. And then I'm like, I'm out. And then I stopped watching wrestling for, like, three years. Then I came back. It was like, oh, Cena's still a champion and doing that shit. But then he started, like, the U.S. championship stuff. And I, honestly, the last, like, five years-ish, ish, every match for the every match he's been in has been a killer match. Oh, except yeah. for the under, except for Undertaker, John Cena, but that was a burial on purpose. Oh, that was that, yeah. Under or Cena really, you know, let that new up and comer Undertaker get his win back. Um, um, also, <laughs> real quick, um, I think that Cena was when I started liking Cena was uh, well after obviously I liked him during the rap stuff, but stopped liking him after he won his world championship. Um, but I liked him during the rock stuff. I thought when he was going at the Rock, it was it was the best thing ever. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because fuck Dwayne. <laughs> um, so we lost it. So Goldberg lost the title back to Triple H at uh, Armageddon in December of '03. It was a triple threat match: Kane versus Goldberg versus Triple H, due to chicanery. Um, and you know, I can understand the whole heel stable thing getting involved. That's fine. Uh, everybody has an issue with the Last Man Standing match in 2004 between him and Shawn Michaels. It's the Royal Rumble. It's because it ended in a, a draw, essentially. Exactly. Neither one, either neither man won. But if you actually watch the match itself, which I have multiple times, it's one of my favorite matches. It makes sense because Sean, the whole thing is in one second, it can change in an instant. Triple H had him on the ropes. It looks like Triple H is going to win. Sean super kicked last desperation. Sean is just not able he's so drained he's he uses every last bit of his energy to put down triple h but he doesn't have any energy left to get himself up so that's right. good wrestling it's telling um, the story right so after that he's not on the show and then he has one match with spike dudley then he's not on the show for five weeks um and then wrestlemania 20 the triple threat match with ben wait, wait, wait. and hbk he doesn't have a match between the... February 2nd and 20. Okay. So February 2nd to March 14th. So about four or five weeks of not on TV. Gotcha, okay. Uh, and then WrestleMania 20 happens. Loses the world title to Chris Benoit. Good for him. And then the next big thing for Triple H is him versus Benjamin. When he starts to get Benjamin to shine. Can I say something real quick? Sure. After, so, hold on. Let me let me just look at one thing real quick to make sure. Sure. From December 14th, 2003 until, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Never mind, I read this one wrong. So, from March 14th, 2004 until April 26, 2004, Triple H doesn't win a single match. Correct. That's one, two, three, four, five, five uh, losses. One, two, three, four, five. I got six losses here. Five losses and one's a draw to Eddie Guerrero. A no contest draw. Okay. I thought, okay, that's why. I, I thought that was a loss. I thought he lost to Eddie. No, that was a, yeah, that is a draw. You're right. Okay, so five losses straight. And then he wins against Tajiri. Yeah. <laughs> as, as he should, because Tajiri was a comedy act half the time. And then goes on to lose three more matches. Yeah, or well, two actually, more in a draw. Yeah. Loses, 
loses against with Evolution, and then wins by DQ versus Shelton Benjamin because of Michaels. And then he doesn't have a match for four weeks, and then it's the Hell in a Cell match with Michaels at Bad Blood 2004. Which, which by was, the way, which was ended the wrap up. At, yeah, that was the wrap up the rivalry, which makes mm-hmm. sense. It's how Hell in a Cell should be used. And uh, then after that, he starts fucking with Eugene. Okay. He starts manipulating a wrestling savant special person till SummerSlam. Okay. And then him and Good heel shit. Him, yeah, it it was actually this brought out more of the comedy side of Triple H, in my opinion. I thought. Yeah. Um. Well, with some of the stuff that he was doing with Eugene, like he knew what he was doing, and people were you could hear the laughter going on. Um. One of the big parts of this tenure of Benoit's title reign was the sixty minute Iron Man match on Raw that Eugene cost him. That was a good match. I honestly, if anything. Go watch that match, and it will show you why Triple H, and I can understand why you guys say he's a good wrestler. That will show you why he's a good wrestler. That 60-minute match. Oh, but ask Uncle Brett, and Uncle Brett will tell you that Triple H has never had a good match in his life. He's never done anything to help the wrestling business. Uncle Brett has also had a concussion and two strokes, so. He was dumb before that, so I don't know what your excuse is right there. (laughs) He, okay. Not top 100. Whatever. I'm Might not, not be this. a top one. You know what? If, if you want to do this next week, Travis, we can. <laughs> I, I will let you have that one. We I think he's. I think week. he's one twenty six. Anywho, Jesus, that's an odd specific number. Um. <laughs> so then he has. He's pretty much gotten a rivalry with Eugene and trying to get back the world title. That doesn't happen until September twelfth, two thousand four, at Unforgiven, when he faces Randy Orton after Randy Orton had the title. So let, let's ask month. that. Do you think he should have beat uh, Orton? Damone, you first. Damone even here. His kid came in. No, I'm here. Yeah. I'm back. Um, again, I think this is one where you can argue was Orton ready. Exactly. He was immature. He got caught partying every night. He had a bad attitude. He was 24. Okay. So, good. I'm not gonna make you my world. I'm not gonna keep you my world champion if you're. They gave him a shot to be a world champion. He fucked it up. Sorry. We're going to go put it on the guy we know we can trust. At least let him have it till Survivor Series. Let him have at least a three-month reign with a title. Until he gets caught partying and gets arrested or something, and now you look bad. Yep. That's what happened with RVD. He had it for three months. That was the issue. Or two months, I should say. And that's why they took it off of him. They were like, yeah, they were smart to not keep it on Orin at that point. Um, then it's Plus, just, also, it's let's, much... also, let's not act like Orton's a great face. Yeah, that was the other thing. It was not a good, not yeah, a good Orton, run. Okay, I will agree with that. Orton was not a good baby face. He was kind of shitty. Um, but then it's just pretty much a him versus Orton rivalry until Royal Rumble 2005. Um, uh, one thing of note, he lost to Edge and Benoit November 29th for the world title. Orton made the match, because when Orton's team won in Survivor Series, each one of the members of Orton's team could be general manager for a week. On Orton's week, he made a battle royal for number one contender, Edge and Benoit, over the top rope, and uh, they both hit the floor together, so they both go number one contender. Triple H is in a cross face, and the execution, submission hold, and gets 
tapped out or pinned or whatever the combination was. Either way, no matter who won the whatever the draw was, Triple H lost, period. So the title gets vacated until January and New Year's Revolution, 2005, where he wins the world title again. So out of all those, why... I, I can understand why they made it Triple H to make it Evolution break up again, but it was Edge, Triple H... Orton, Batista, Chris Benoit, and Jericho. Out of those six, besides Triple or anybody but Triple H, do you see anybody of them winning the title? No. No. Because you can't have you, Batista because it would make it you'd be you'd literally have to repeat the Orton storyline, which you're not going for. Um who was the uh, Jericho I don't think was that like he was over but not world champion over at the time. Why is Shawn um, Michaels the referee? Yeah, Shawn Michaels was a special guest referee. For what, though? <laughs> Reasons. Um, I, Batista, like, or who else? It was Jericho, Benoit. We already tried a Benoit title run, and it wasn't that good. It failed. Say it, it for what it's worth. It failed. Yeah, it failed. I don't think it failed. I, I think, it, it, was I think just... it was another one of those great moments at the time. Obviously, fuck Benoit, but... It was a great moment at the time when you won the title, but the reign itself, I can't name you one Benoit title match besides the Orton one, and that's because and I know in the one you wanted in, and that's because Orton beat him. The 60-minute Iron Man match with Triple H, the triple threat rematch at Backlash, the match with Kane at Bad Blood. I'm, I'm convinced, though, that you have every match ever memorized, and that's not how the average human works. <laughs> Again, very into this product. I, I love professional wrestling. I am a very big historian when it comes oh, to this. I actually, I do remember the, the Kane and um, Benoit match because I was watching that Bad Blood and or that pay-per-view, and he beats him with, like, a roll-up. Yeah, because he, he the, the whole point of the story was is that he, he's never, Kane has never really, or he's never been able to put the cross face on Kane. So he tried, Kane broke out of it, so he got him with a schoolboy. Then the next night on Raw makes him tap out with the crossface. Yeah. So, but who gives a shit about that that storyline? You can't have ben- Benoit. They already tried it and it didn't work. Jericho's not over. He's not over at the time. Right. Um, who else? Batista. You can't do. There's Triple H. Who is the other two people in it? Edge and Orton. Edge isn't ready. Or- to be a world champion at the time. And Orton's already been proven not ready. It's, we, already, we just did it and it didn't work. Right. So literally the only person in the match who could win it besides Batista, but Batista doesn't work storyline-wise, is Triple H. Okay. Well, that marks number 10 of his championship reigns. And then he obviously holds it till Mania, where he loses it to Batista. And, then and this Batista is where people him. say the rain ends. Yeah, this well, the rain ends after Hell in the Cell at June 26th because after that you don't see Triple H until November. Yeah, but like, yeah, he's so off TV. so him Good. and Batista make sense. Batista, he tried to get Batista to go face JBL instead because obviously he wants to keep the championship. He understands how good Batista is. He knows that he might lose to Batista, so in a heel move, he tries to get him to push him over there. Batista rejects it, becomes the biggest babyface in the company by mm. putting him through a table, wins the title. Great moment. Triple H lays down for the young up-and-comer, 
Young Uppercover beats him again in his match. Because even though you mostly, when most of the time when you think of the Hell in the Cell, you think of Sean, or not maybe Sean, but mostly Undertaker, Mick Foley. It's actually, yeah. at the time, it was Triple H's match because Triple H was undefeated in Hell in the Cells. Like, he'd beaten right. Sean, he'd beaten Austin, he'd beaten a bunch of people in Hell in a Cell. So Batista being able to beat him in his match made Batista an even bigger star. Right. So that all made sense. So, so, so you've yet to point out where this has been terrible or terror. Well, they're just – I guess what everybody says is is that it was just like a stranglehold because it's like, okay, no, so 2002 he gets awarded the title, loses it to Michaels in November of 2002. Then he gets it back the month later, and then he has it all the way until September of 03. So it's I think only- it's that run right there that everybody's like, oh, he's like killing WCW stars – doesn't want them to be over type of thing because he was killing Steiner, he killed Booker T, he killed Kevin Nash, he almost buried Goldberg with that Elimination Chamber match. But all of those guys, Kevin Kevin Nash, Nash was over the hill, Goldberg was only really good once, and he's only good if he's undefeated, and can't and wrestle more have, than five minutes. Um, right. Then you have the Chris Benoit match. And Benoit, he puts over. Yeah, he puts he loses over the, the only WCW star, which is Benoit. He's, and been, then, he's going back and forth with Sean. And a large parts of that, he's not even the world champion. Right, and he can't beat Benoit, so he lo- he beats Orton for it. Because Orton's a young kid, and he knows that he's just going to get told what to do. So, yeah, no, like, the argument that it was, like, the thing I see mostly is, like, oh, every Ross opened up with a 20-minute promo. From Triple H. Like, he's the world champion. Like, he's, and it's a professional wrestling. I hate to tell you this. They have promos. And even, even then, that wasn't even the case sometimes. Cause when he, when, it, when Raw opened up some of the times with, in 2002, 2003, it was a match. It was always like a match or something to start, to start the show. And then it was like a promo from Triple H, or like halfway through the show, a promo from Triple H. But his promos are long as fuck. But he's good. I sat through a 15-minute promo from Triple H, and I could have, I literally could have shortened it by 10 minutes. He was saying, like, the same word over and over again different ways. It was like, what the fuck is this promo? But with that, the Reign of Terror of Triple H, here are the stats of the Reign of Terror. He has 52 wins, 40 losses, 2 draws from 2002 to 2005. I say that's pretty even. In a, in a three-year span, he, he lost every other week, or won every other week, and lost every other week. He's doing pretty decent. Yeah, well, even still, like, you said his win-loss record was, what, 50 and... 52 and 40. 52 and So, he had 94 matches. His win percentage was 55%. Yeah. So, it's and not like he, he was, has... like, winning 80% of his matches. He was barely winning half of his matches. Yeah, which is why I think he gets the 50-50 booking. But I wouldn't even say his booking at the time was 50-50. They made him look strong. He was a strong champion. When he lost, he lost to popular guys or right. top, like, top-tier like top guys. And when he, a lot of his wins were by cheating, by using the sledgehammer or evolution helping him, as a top heel should be. So I don't understand... Where it was terror, I enjoyed it, I loved it. Let's wrap this shit up. We proved that <laughs> this was not the reign of terror, it was the reign of terrific. 
And uh, out of out of all the matches he had, he only had 53 main events. Out of 94 matches, half of them were main events, pretty much. And 37 of those matches were title matches, whether he was either regaining the title, losing the title, or defending the title. So he only defended it a third of the time in his matches, and half of those matches were main events. So I, I, I just think that everybody was like the Reign of Terror because who who was the biggest star out of that entire thing? Triple H, right? Out of, yeah. Out of 2000, between 2002 and 2005, who's, who would you say would be the biggest star, Triple H? Triple H, I would say Batista became the became a big star out of it. Orton, we got Orton. Like I would say, Orton's time came after, but it led to it made Orton a big deal. It made Batista a big deal. Benoit for a hot minute. It brought right. Sean back as a big a top guy. So it brought back a legend. We made we made a star in Benoit. We made a star. Well, we tried to make a star in Orton. That didn't work. And then we made. We definitely made a star in Batista. So, like, what's going on here? You know, like, why? Why are? Why is everybody so against this? Because fans figured out that he married Stephanie, so they used that as an excuse to diminish anything he ever did. Blah blah blah. Why? 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 My favorite didn't win. Okay. So here's here's what I want you to do. Look up when the I Quit match between Stephanie and Vince McMahon was. No, I no, I know, no, I know. He didn't start dating Stephanie until like 2002, but he'd already been a world champion multiple times by the time they started dating. So the argument that he only became big when they started dating is bullshit. They had been world champion. He had been more world champion more than that. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that. Four days after that match, the I Quit match between Steph and Vince, they get married. So that's 2003. So that's when all this long, long-gated stuff happens, and that's when everybody's starting to think, oh, because he's with Stephanie, because he oh, married the boss's daughter, he gets, he gets the reward, quote-unquote. And I'm not saying that's coming from me. I'm saying that's coming from, you know, the other fans, the smart marks. Well, They're like, well... <laughs> yeah, and he, he really... He the only time he lost more than he won was in 2004. He lost 16 times and only won 14 times. So after it was pretty much after he lost the world title to Benoit, he went on a huge losing streak and tried to start making stars just just with star power alone, not with the title, which made sense because he did it with Benjamin, and he got as far as he did. He tried getting Eugene over, that went well. Well, Eugene but, was over. <laughs> yeah, I could yeah. It was like the year after when he fought Kurt Angle. That's when it went all downhill. So, with that being said, these guys think that there was nothing wrong with this reign. They think that everything went swimmingly well except for maybe the Booker T thing. I mean, Travis, you think everything was okay? I think everything was just peachy. Damone. It was terrific. Okay, so with that, before we go, we always play a round of F. Mary Kill, and this time we're going to do Triple H Opponents. Uh, Spike Dudley, D'Lo Brown, Jeff Hardy. Both of you, pick who you want. Well, I'm going to kill Spike Dudley. (laughs) I'm going to fuck Jeff Hardy. And I'll marry D'Lo Brown, because I bet he can cook. (laughs) And I bet Jeff's Um, wild in bed. um, Jesus Christ. I'm going to kill Jeff Hardy, marry Spike, fuck D'Lo. Wow, you went the opposite way on that. Jeez. You're marrying Spike? 
Yeah. yeah, he wants to marry Spike. You. You just want to be the cute one in the relationship. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with and that, outside you guys... of Jeff, he's the one that looks most like a girl. That's why you killed oh, him? You well, I killed Jeff because of all the other shit with Jeff. I mean, that's going to make him great in bed. What are you talking about? Yep. Jesus Christ. Okay. So next week on the podcast will be the predictions video for our video. My bad. Will be the predictions audio for Backlash, the greatest wrestling match ever. Can't believe that's the tagline. Um, I don't know who I'm going to have on for the guest 